Okay, you all good? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Welcome back to the B2C Lead Gen Podcast. My name is Daniel Hopewell here with Simon Delaney and this is episode 45, Pink Post, The Scourge of Lead Gen. That is a pretty strong title and we have some pretty strong opinions which we're going to share today. Um, we always try and be transparent on this show and when we first started we said we wanted to lift the veil back. Um, but I think naturally because of the kind of guests around the show, we should put, you know, great guests around the show, we've tended to focus on the good side of the industry. Um, Today, we're going to be looking at the dark and shady side of it and sort of giving that balance to what we, I guess we've done before. Simon, to get us started, could you explain what ping post is and the difference between that and ping trees? And you just clear that up for us to, to get us going. Sure. So uh, ping post is um, someone that's collected a lead, could be the lead generator or a broker sat in the middle, and they can send snippets of information of that lead to a bunch of buyers so they might send postcode or zip code and name whatever it is they're going to send they'll send it to let's say 10 different buyers the 10 different buyers then make a bid it's like an auction on that snippet of information to say how much they will buy that full lead for and whoever bids the most they get the lead right. um so it's like a, a real-time auction um effectively that's the best way of describing it um and the difference with a ping tree so that's called ping post the difference with a ping tree is there's no auction it's just you might have five buyers you're not going to send them any snippets of information and you'll just have them ranked and then um so let's say i don't know you were collecting a lead for mobile phones and you had vodafone o2 three and someone else like a mobile um you might try and deliver the lead to O2 and they'll say it's a current customer. We don't want it. It might then go to um, Vodafone and they it dedupes it from their prospect list or some other reason. So the, the difference is this auction based bidding doesn't exist um, in a ping tree. So I think the important aspect to, to kind of bring it back to here in relation to what we're going to talk about is the fact that the ping posts kind of used in a I don't know, say in an ethical way perhaps and it's linked to kind of um industries like payday loans and stuff like that is that right yeah um so the way to think of a a, a sort of ping post ping tree is like an evil comparison site because it it, <laughs> it doesn't work in the favor of the person who is a lead it works in the favor of um the person selling the lead because they get the most amount of money for it and the person buying the lead because they're typically able to um well they could have a better product i suppose but typically it's to do with like the amount of interest they can offer someone or um how much they're willing to i don't know deal with the risk of the person whatever the reason is so you'll find it a lot in payday loans exactly for that reason but you also see in insurance other things stuff like that yeah and just like, I mean, I just, just that. it's like that's a tech thing, or is that like, um, or is it the people who, like, is it the people who are demanding this and doing it, or is it the tech that's facilitating it? Like, what comes first? 
well there's there's a demand because there's a lot of poor and vulnerable people out there right so i don't know it's coming up to christmas what we're on november the 24th at the moment so two days before this podcast will get released um and let's imagine i know you're a single mother two kids working two jobs trying to get enough money costs of food everything else is rising and so you think um you know i need to get some money from somewhere you've got bad credit you're renting a flat well i don't know basically you you know your possibilities of getting money are, are quite limited and then you get a text out of the blue or your search on the internet comes up on google um you know payday loan pay back when you can or every six months whatever it is borrow 500 pounds um and so you apply to get it and um you go through a call whatever process there is get delivered the money um and this the problem with it it's that's a demand right there is a demand there but the problem with it is that person has now been delivered to um the buyer of the leads who isn't necessarily giving them the best option they're already like down on their luck right i mean that's why people take out payday loans there's some issue i mean they could be wanting to buy something but typically you know there's there's some issue that they've got so not only are they in trouble anyway now you've put them in even further trouble and exploited the trouble they were in in the first place and what usually happens is it starts a cycle of debt that they could never really get out of so let's imagine i you know before we started this call i just had a quick look on a few payday loan companies and looked at some of the repayment uh, options let's say you borrow 500 pounds and you want to repay it over six months so you pay the original 500 back and it actually is double typically so you're then paying a thousand pounds back to borrow that initial 500 pounds now if you get a secured loan um, and a remortgage you get cash some other way and you were more affluent you would never ever pay anything like that and there's a reason right because there's a risk associated with them i get that so um you know you don't, you don't want to loan people money that are high risk because there's a high chance of them defaulting and that you know the argument for the payday loan guys would be well that's why we have to put the apr or the interest rate so high i mean that, that potentially is a problem in itself but the real problem is the exploitation of that person as a lead isn't being given the best option for them. They are literally being sold um, for the best options, derive the most amount of money out of them by the seller of the leads and the buyer of the leads. And that is where the problem is because, you know, this should work like a comparison site. A lead should come in and the bunch of buyers, the one that gets the lead should be the person that gives the consumer the best option not rips them off the most. I mean, I think I'm pretty naive to this world. Luckily, I've never, you know, I'm a fortunate position never to have done this kind of thing. But from the outside, it just seems very exploitative industry. And the people who, I guess the people who are doing this are, like you're saying, putting themselves before the need of the leads or the prospects. And they're just, I guess, like exploiting people. It's not like a fair, you know, I don't want to generalize the whole industry, but it seems a very kind of shady kind of, world to be involved in yeah i mean sorry i didn't answer the question either that you posed before which was the technology of the people so we all know there's the demand right there are a lot of poor vulnerable people out there and they all want to borrow money and whatever else so there's a huge demand that's sitting there waiting to be tapped 
So the, the way that you carry out the ping post auction is when someone fills a lead in, you need a mechanism to deliver a, a partial snippet of that information to let's say 10 buyers. But that's only one part of the story because then the buyers need technology to send what their bid is back. And so, you know, they'll work off whatever al algorithms they have. I imagine it's looking at the like um, eco uh, demographics, economic demographics of the individual coming in, whether they've come in before the age, I don't know what parameters and fields they look at, but it'll be a bunch of stuff and then they'll make their option back. So the, and then the seller of the leads then needs to be able to grab that information and sell it to the highest bidder. So it would just be like a bunch of money or codes or whatever that come back. So the, the technology really facilitates this because without it, you couldn't create the auction bidding. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how you do it. You probably have to send the same lead to a bunch of people and um, wait longer for responses or get a call for missing one I don't know but so the the demand is fed by the technology which is built to um make sure that you derive as much money from this person's data as possible and this is what's really I think what the biggest thing about it is right and we talk about this a lot on this podcast and it's a, a thought that's uh only growing stronger in society in general which is to do with the control that you have over your own personal data and the reality that you know your data is you and it should have exactly the same rights as you do and so when you go to a comparison site and this has happened in the past before i don't know if it happens now i think there's some regulation against it imagine that the comparison site was ranked in the favor of the comparison site to derive as much money as it can so when you went to search i don't know car insurance or home insurance it didn't give you the best option it just presented the option which made them the most amount of money that's all that's happening and this is someone's data right the poorest most vulnerable people in their hour of need when they need some money they go for a payday loan and you've just decided to screw them even further and that is the problem with it. And the technology facilitates it. The demand is there. And then you have a bunch of people, of which there's hundreds and thousands of people that sit above it. Because it's hugely lucrative, right? Um, but is it ethical? That's the problem. Um, so I get calls. I literally had one, was it yesterday or the day before, from someone in Canada saying, do you do ping post auctions? I know we don't do it. And he said, why not? I was like, it's just, uh, you know, it's not, I've never known it be used for good. If you did it where you could send the lead and it went to the person that gave the person the best option, uh, you know, that data would probably build it. But I've never known it be used in that way. Um, yeah. So that's, I, you know, anyone listening to this, uh, that's, well, a, that's an option I'd think of if I was going to do it. Well, what can I say, actually? I mean, uh... We, don't, we try not to talk about data on this as much as possible, but in part, it comes from the fact that we do get leads. And I mean, not so much now when I'm in the office, but I can remember we've been in the office and we've got leads coming in. That happened quite frequently. You have to explain the difference. In the oh, it's at, least one, at least one or two a week um, we, we get asked, yeah. So I think it is worth saying that we don't do, you know, ping posts in that way um, mm. and establishing that. But um, why why is it still kind of this is a naive question but why is it still kind of allowed to happen in that sense surely there should be kind of some government or legal intervention that prevents people being exploited like this or so i think what the, there's two issues with it so one is 
there, there are some legitimate cases where payday loans are needed, right? I'm sure. So imagine you are that woman and you can't buy a turkey for your kids. You can't buy them presents. You know, Christmas is just going to be absolutely terrible. And so, you know, you can't borrow the money off anyone. Every, you've like exhausted every possible avenue to getting money. You might need a payday loan. And so you, know, you can't necessarily kill the industry because as exploitative as it is, uh, you know, is there a need for it sometimes? So the regulation would then have to be around, um, I'd imagine that, you know, like comparison sites are, but this is taken away from comparison sites because, you know, what happens is they just see a form. So what, like a typical example that happens is you'll have someone buy a load of SMS numbers that come from like, I don't know, co-sponsor a list of SMS numbers or uh, somehow they've got hold of it. Mm. They'll send, um, you know, you already, you've probably done some sort of financial demographics on these people or figured out a type of site they've come from, whatever. Um, and you send them all an SMS and it just goes to a single form and it says, get money quick, you know, now for Christmas, whether, you know, the worst thing is when you're a marketer, you can sort of understand how you'd really easily like play to people's emotions and need and stuff, right? That's what that's the worst thing about it. Cause it'd be so simple. You know, don't let your kids go hungry this Christmas. You know, the option is here, you know, this is what we do, bad credit considered, whatever else. Um, that is your so you've got that, and you've you know, you've got this nagging thought in your mind about Christmas, whatever. Anyway, fill the form in and then it goes to a bunch of buyers, and they're all going to be phone calls typically that you get. So then phone rings after in the background, your data is being used to just make the generator of that lead and the buyer of that lead the most amount of money as possible, leaving you with potentially the worst deal in your moment of need. This is the problem with it, right? I mean, like, it's one of those things where you're like, could you sleep at night doing that? Well, it's kind of what I'm going to bring back around to to sort of to summarize or to ask you a kind of an end question. And so at the start, you know, in this podcast, we do tend to naturally almost accidentally end up speaking about the good side and the good way of doing it all the time because we have great guests on and we talk about things we believe in. Um, and that's great, but I think this is maybe even the first time or explicitly we've gone into the dark side of it and the bad side of it. And, you know, lead gen as an industry does get a bad name sometimes. And it is, I imagine, in part because of these kind of the shady practices, and we're not naive to think it's going to go on. Um, but the the kind of final question I have like, is, do you think we're going to piss people off by talking about this, and how, you know how big of industries and who who, who are going to piss off? Well, yeah, if I'm involved in payday loans and sat here listens to this, it's going to be piss me off, right? Because I'm be like, oh, they don't understand. We're offering a service to these people in their hour of need, but you're not if you're not entirely transparent and that comes to the point of where lead gen has a shady reputation and why some brands aren't attracted to it and stuff like that right or like see the um, lead generators or certain people involved in it as a problem it all comes down to the same thing which is a lack of transparency so you cannot tell me if you're generating a lead on a form and then selling that to the highest bidder that's going to generate you the most amount of money there's transparency in that because there isn't you are just exploiting someone's data for your own benefit now i get it in marketing lead gen you know nothing's free you need to generate money obviously everybody that's working and doing whatever needs to generate money but there's a difference between generating revenue and and exploiting people to earn more money and so you could still make money 
by giving them the best option. You know, it might make you five pounds less per lead. So let's say it's the difference between like 45 pounds and 50 pounds that you'd sell the lead for. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how people, how people react to this. I think it's been interesting to kind of look at things in the other sense. Um, you know, people tend to, you know, if, if anyone will leave comments, get involved and argue with us on the wall, then by all means, you know, they're very welcome to. But um, yeah, hopefully people listening found that interesting and either you'll agree with us and think that kind of thing is a bit shady and not want to be involved in it, or you'll strongly disagree with us, in which case, they're probably not the company for you anyway, so it kind of works both ways. Um, that was episode 45, Pink Post, The Scourge of Lead Gen. Cool. Thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.